Tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, Ecuador used to be one of the most peaceful countries in Latin America. Now its president says it's in a state of war against drug gangs. How did the country descend into violence? That's after a short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To South America now and the unprecedented violence on the streets of Ecuador, with the president declaring the country is in a state of war with ruthless drug gangs. Earlier this month, the ringleader of a notorious Ecuadorian drug gang escaped from prison. It led to riots in jails across the country. Prison guards were held hostage by inmates and amid the chaos, more drug gang leaders broke free. The violence spilled onto the streets. There have been car bombings, shootings and kidnappings. And in a dramatic moment, one that drew the attention of the world, an armed gang terrorised a TV news studio during a live broadcast. For around 15 minutes, the group of masked men brandished guns and explosives and flashed gang signs in front of the cameras. Ecuador's young, newly elected president, Daniel Noboa, declared a state of emergency. Nosotros no vamos a negociar con terroristas, ni descansaremos hasta devolverle la paz a todos los ecuatorianos. He said, we are not going to negotiate with terrorists, nor will we rest until we return peace to the Ecuadorians. The president put the country on lockdown for 60 days, imposing a nationwide curfew and military patrols. But that hasn't been enough to stem the tide of violence. On Wednesday last week, the prosecutor investigating the attack on the TV station was assassinated. Footage from the scene showed a white vehicle that had been shot at more than 20 times. Not that long ago, Ecuador was considered peaceful. In a recent episode of the News Meeting podcast, Tortoise's news editor Jess Winch described Ecuador's slide towards lawlessness in less than a decade. In 2017, Ecuador was one of the least violent countries in Latin America. It was seen as the sort of island of calm when you compare it to its neighbours such as Colombia. And it had a homicide rate of around five per 100,000 people. In 2023, that's now estimated to have gone up to more than 40 per 100,000 people. And that puts it well above Mexico as one of the deadliest places in Latin America. So what has happened to a country once described by a former president as an island of peace? The short answer is corruption and drugs. In the 1980s and 90s, Colombia was the epicentre of the drug trade as cocaine was smuggled to the United States and beyond via Mexico and the Caribbean. 
But in 2016, the FARC, an armed guerrilla group which controlled much of Colombia's drug trade for decades, officially disbanded. The market for cocaine has changed too, with demand surging in Europe and Australia. Ecuador's geographic position and the use of the US dollar for its currency make it ideal for drug cartels. Luscious tropical fruits, especially bananas, are exported from Guayaquil's Pacific ports to Europe, Asia and Russia. So far this year, more than 300 tons of cocaine have been confiscated in cargo. Cocaine isn't produced in Ecuador, but the country has a large export economy and container ships have become the key conduit for traffickers. Drugs produced in neighbouring Peru and Colombia are brought into Ecuador and shipped out, hidden among consignments of fruit. Albanian criminal gangs, which control cocaine smuggling in northern and western Europe, have infiltrated the country too, smoothing the way for massive shipments of drugs into European ports. The drug trade also surged in Ecuador thanks to local political corruption. Gangs offered money to politicians and officials who would turn a blind eye and threatened violence against those who paid too much attention. The country's current president, Daniel Noboa, was elected in November last year on a promise to crack down on drugs, gangs and guns. But instead, the violence has spiralled. We'll have more after the break. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. After winning the election late last year, Daniel Naboa took to a stage flanked by heavily armed guards and said he wanted to work towards a more hopeful future for Ecuador. Mañana empezamos a trabajar para reconstruir un país que ha sido gravemente golpeado por la violencia, por la corrupción y por el odio. Desde mañana empieza a trabajar la esperanza. He said Tomorrow we'll start to work to reconstruct a country that has been seriously hit by violence, corruption and hate. But some experts are concerned that his approach could lead to more violence, not less. He said earlier this month that he plans to build massive jails to lock up members of drug gangs, inspired by the prisons used in the brutal war on gangs being waged in El Salvador. And the use of the military to handle Ecuador's current unrest may do more harm than good. Ivan Briscoe, a Latin America expert at the International Crisis Group, told AP News, If you move to a security policy which is purely based on repression and killing, you're going to enter an extremely violent spiral. And even if Daniel Noboa's state of emergency does manage to quell the violence now, there'll be much more work to do to root out the gangs that have taken hold in Ecuador. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. It was written and mixed by Ella Hill. To hear more from Tortoise's Jess Winch about what's happening in Ecuador, you can find a link to the News Meeting podcast in this episode's description.
tortoise. I'm James Harding. I'm the editor of Tortoise and the host of The News Meeting. It's the podcast where we try and make sense of what should be leading the news with three people who each come and pitch the story that they think matters the most. On the latest episode, we're joined by the journalist, historian and author Satnam Sanghera. Like almost everyone, we go down the rabbit hole of that Princess of Wales photo editing story, and then Satnam explains why he thinks the Church of England paying reparations for its links to slavery should really be leading the news. Just search for Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts and follow the feed so you don't miss an episode.